Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 309. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What's up, guys? James Babb. Hello. Kyle Wagner. <laughs> Where's Wagner? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, dude. <laughs> Kyle Wagner's around here somewhere. And uh, <laughs> we've got the, the one and only Mike Shibley with us tonight. Hey. Hey. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, anyways, uh, we're going to have so much fun tonight. We've got oh, yeah. like... We've got settle down, James. Back. <laughs> Woo! No way. Yeah, so we've got a uh, we've got a, a ton of fucking topics, you know, and uh, we've also we've got the after hours program going on tonight. So um, right after the podcast, we're gonna go on over to Patreon.com, and uh, if you want to gain access to our after hours program, you just have to throw us like one dollar per month, a minimum of one dollar per month, and you get to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement. It's and, one heck of a deal. Yeah, exactly. So, and then after that, we might even do an anarchy bar. So, um, yeah, topic number one is uh, none other than wet ass pussy. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, this is like my first time hearing this term. You've never heard of wet ass pussy before? (laughs) I mean, I've heard of like wet pussy, but like wet ass pussy, this is like the new lingo. It's, It's just even more wet than what you've been used to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> evidently uh, i don't know right i mean <laughs> oh damn Dude, start off with the with the harsh burn from babs <laughs> did you guys watch the videos uh, the video uh video? Well, it was the a videos video of the wet ass pussy like, the music video is, okay is so it's porn hub it should be dude honestly <laughs> it's uh a song by i think it's cardi b that's right. Uh, and it's featuring another uh, another female rapper, and I think her name is Megan V. Stallion. And they're basically, the video is pretty, uh, it's pretty raunchy. They're uh, dressed, uh, you know, pretty provocatively. They're twerking. They're, um, you know, shaking their stuff around and singing about wet-ass pussy um, and rapping about it. I see no problem with this. What's the controversy? I I have no problem with it, um, but uh, Ben Shapiro appears to have uh, some some issues with it. Um, can you bring up the tweet, uh, Kyle? It, it wasn't a tweet. He it was like on his podcast where he was just. Oh no, complaint. there's a tweet. I'll find oh, was there a specific yeah. tweet? All right. Yeah. Well, I I just know that he um, on his show like was just offended by the lyrics, and he actually read some of the lyrics. Um, talking about how ridiculous they were and how inappropriate it was. And, uh, you know, he's being blasted by everybody for uh, for having an issue with the song. Um, you know, so I, I decided, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm more conservative than most than Can most we play people. the song live on the show now, or will we get banned somehow for that? No, I think this is pretty we much could fair get taken game. Down. So, oh, right, on, here's, yeah. the, here's the tweet. So yeah, he's you know as as Kyle was saying, he was bitching. He was basically hand wringing about how you know this is probably destroying Western civilization or something. And then he tweeted, as I also discussed on the show, my only real concern is that the women involved, who apparently require a bucket and a mop, get the medical care they require. My doctor, my doctor wife's differential diagnosis: bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichomonas. Basically, you know. Admitting that uh, he can't get his wife's pussy wet. <laughs> I, I, you know, what? to me, I thought maybe that would be a joke, but maybe he's serious about that. Yeah, you know? I mean, I. It's, so he's he has a legitimate health concern for promiscuous women. Is that what he's saying? He's like, you know, well, I think you, specifically oh, okay, the ones saying, that that have, have very wet. That, uh, 
he doesn't understand that wetness is a sign of arousal. He thinks it's right. a medical condition. So he asked his doctor wife and she fed him this line instead of having to tell him, actually, you just never get me wet. Yeah, exactly. So she made up a medical condition to explain why she's never wet. And then this is what his, ba- his tweet's based on. I, don't, I, I yeah. still don't follow any of this. Yeah, okay. yeah that's basically that. it. All right. I, t- I took it as a joke, tongue in cheek, because obviously no one's going to need a bucket and a mop. That's just a lyric. You know, it's to be funny. Kyle, but may, it sounds maybe like you've he never really serious. experienced that wet ass pussy. Yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah, like it's it's interesting. You, well, know, give, I mean, you guys could be right, and he could be being serious about this and thinking that they actually have a medical condition. <laughs> and I could be right that it's a tongue in cheek joke about how you know they be. actually have an issue. I it also saw. Uh, I saw. What tonight, I think it really is is an uptight conservative trying to make jokes about a a modern woman who has a similar sexual habits to any typical male, right? So, and this seems to to uh, I don't know if triggered him. Oh, I don't I, think is that's, that far off. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's. I I don't think that's typical male behavior either. I mean, it is for some. Well, we don't have but, pussies, so. Um, you but know, it's perfectly of, normal for it's promiscuous. Listen, how many, are, how many, how many men singing about uh, promiscuous sexual lives is he critiquing? That's that's a good point, and uh, somebody made that point to me too. They were like, "Oh, why why do you just have a problem with the Cardi B song and not with?" All these male rappers, and I was like, "Well, we just happen to not be just every about- male rapper, but every rock and roll singer, every bluegrass song, every blues performer, every yeah, it's, it's every rock, song, James. You know, like whatever. sorry, sex is sex is a popular topic in music. Deal with it, you know. Yeah, I but mean, when it I- comes from a female, oh, yeah. I I just thought that uh, you know, I, I had a bunch of thoughts on the topic, actually, but w- one of them was just about, you know, is this good for feminism or women's rights? Because there's some people taking the position that, you know, it's good for uh, women to own their sexuality and embrace their sexuality and not be shy about it. And in this video, you know, they're they're embracing their sexuality. Certainly, it's, you know, very forward and open. Um, I, I took this the position that it's like... You know, if you want to be treated with respect in, like, the workplace, in the boardroom, uh, that kind of thing, like, you don't want to be treated like a hoe. Like, I, I just feel like <clears throat> that's the wrong well, unless you're Unless you're a hoe. And then you want to be treated like a first-class hoe, not a street hoe. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I took no, a lot I, of fl- – so I thought – boardroom. What's that? What's that? Do you think if Cardi B works it, walks into her record producer's boardroom, they're not going to be like – Thanks for the cash, like respect. Yeah, yeah like I yeah, said, I mean, of course they will be. There are a lot of angles to this. I mean, yes, she's a performer. She's an entertainer. She's definitely doing this to sell albums or the song, or at least uh, downloads. And, she finally uh, did I, something to get mentioned on punk rock libertarians. Yeah, like last, she's been ignored, but the media's been ignoring her all this time. And Actually, finally, I think we she have, had to get provocative about enough. Her. To get up here on the on the uh, right, okay. So she has been on before. Okay, she she was on because she was bitching about taxes. Yes, she had a very uh, very viral video where she was complaining <laughs> about taxes, which was pretty. Cool. I'm really <laughs> starting to like this lady. Yeah. I, I, I I have no problems with her at all. I have uh, I have zero problems. Kudos I, kudos I, to her for for just owning it, you know, yeah. and and just going with it. No, yeah. I, I definitely have a problem, and it's. You know, I think it's an inappropriate message to tell young girls that you want to be a hoe. You just want to land a rich guy. You don't cook. You don't clean. But you still got the ring. You know, it's just like, um, you know, she's wearing um, her boobs are hanging out during half the video. So I think that this is adult content is my issue. Aren't we adults um, here? Are we we, all adults? We are adults. But YouTube YouTube is, is not really that censored that much i mean i think of the 85 million views this video had i'm sure a lot of them were young girls that are going to be singing about their wet ass pussies and i'm not really comfortable with that you know um but isn't that the parents fault you know isn't I mean, that is yeah, that the parents responsibility and, and, to make sure their kids aren't consuming the don't content? have wet ass pussies what, what? It, it is <laughs> it is a parent's responsibility to uh i think it is a parent's responsibility to monitor and set controls and, and limit like if your daughter's or, is like why are you getting that mop you know, like there's a, like you might want us to have that talk, you know, like. I mean, I also think there's something to think about in that, like 
when we keep young people in this state of sort of ignorance and this like, you know, artificial idea that these things are forbidden, then when they enter into their teenage years, they don't have enough information to make wise choices. And they wind up making really bad ones because they were kept ignorant, supposedly for their own good. Which is terrible. I mean, I'll, I should ask my, I have teenage daughters. I should ask them about this video and ask them what they think. I have, I would have no problem with, they would have as good a critique as any of us if they watched it and they could say everything they like or don't like about it. And I'm not worried that they're suddenly going to become hoes after listening to this song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, there, I see no risk there at all. So, you know. I guess some yeah. people are scared their kids are going to hear it and become hoes. Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, well, well Tipper, or, or they're going to engage in, um, you know, sexually promiscuous activity. Based and, on and because, and right, because we never did that when we were teens. What? I, mean, I, I, mean, I didn't, but I guess you did. Um, so, you know, the, <laughs> um, somebody called Kyle, me. Yeah, was Kyle, why are you okay. slut-shaming, Kyle? Somebody a, teenager, a teenager who's getting their information about sex from rap music because their parent couldn't teach them that earlier because it was so taboo. Like, right. again, at least, at least, let them, at least show them how, where Pornhub is, you know? That I goes mean, back to the parent. Yeah, he, Mike's right. I mean, it is ultimately up to the parent to uh, control that content. And and somebody called me Tipper Gore, and they put my face on Tipper Gore uh, in a meme. Um, wow, and I nice. so I had to look that's up funny. Tipper Gore because I you didn't, didn't oh, I didn't man. I didn't know the context. But apparently, she was Al Gore's wife, and her big crusade was uh, labels on records. You know, um, parental content or, or you know inappropriate content advisories. Yeah, and there was. So, uh, Actually, the Ramones have an excellent song about her called Censor Shit. Yes, and you know what else? You all have to drop everything you're doing right now Well, after the show, of course, and go on YouTube and look up Dee Snyder's testimony to Congress. Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister with his big-ass hair went in there and dropped a fucking truth bomb on the floor of Congress, and it is like, you're, it's so amazing. You have to watch it. It's probably 20 minutes. He's got his like little speech in his back pocket, and he unfolds it. And he just fucking nails it. And these like old Republican men are just sitting there like, cause they were <laughs> like trying to, awesome. they were trying to blame him for like ruining the world. And he was like, as a matter of fact, not only am I a Christian man, but I have a daughter myself. And here's what my lyrics really mean. Mm. Yeah. And they were like, cause like, what do you say to that? It's beautiful. Go watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, inter awesome. it's interesting. Three years ago. I mean, I, you know, in the, at the more. end of the day, due to Tipper 30, Gore's pressure, 35, the, I don't know. the record industry did put those labels on their, uh, on their, the front of the albums without uh, having to be forced to do it, which I thought, you know, was a constructive step. I mean, it's good for parents to know, you know, what their kids are listening to. And, and another thought I had was, you know, the communist countries, they banned all this kind of stuff. Hey, uh, the Soviet Kyle, Union. Kyle, do you feel like those stickers like uh, kind of like help you decide which albums not to buy? Uh, well, I mean, I don't buy CDs anymore, and, and I don't have any kids. So, But I think if I was an ignorant parent, uh, they would help me potentially know what I was buying. Dude, I actually told my dad to specifically buy the ones with the label because I wanted the real music. Yeah. Like one well, time he fair. came back with one from Walmart, and I was like, Dad, this doesn't have the, this doesn't have the label. Return this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how many times my dad was, was like helping me pirate like music from original Napster? <laughs> yeah, right. Who, do you think it may it's helped people sell albums that were that that had the warning, like Probably. video games, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit of a a badass thing to have, I guess. You know, content warning. Unfortunately, <laughs> didn't didn't D. Snyder become like an Obama endorser, like like establishment dude after that, like. You know, so many rockers fail, but uh, he had a good moment. Um, yeah, sure. I was saying, um, anyway, so I was talking about the communist countries and, and how the Soviet Union had a list of banned musics. They, ban they banned music for violence, promotion of violence, and then uh, sexuality. And I can't remember what the other, they had a whole list of categories that if the music contained that, they were banned. And a lot of Western albums were banned in, uh, in, in Russia for that reason. Will these albums be banned in Kyle's global minarchy? No, no, they wouldn't. And and I I don't I don't want to censor Cardi B. 
I mean, I, I, I support free expression and this is free expression. I don't think it's good for feminism, uh, especially for the fact that there's a baseline going through the background that says there's hoes in this house and some hoes in this house. <laughs> the entire song, it's calling them hoes. So I think well, what if they are hoes? I think it's degrading to women, and I think it sets a bad example for young girls. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's just music, and if that's what people enjoy, then I, I'd say go ahead, especially if you're a grown adult or old enough to make well, that what decision. Was, I'm what was Shapiro's it. exact argument that he was making? Not Obviously not in this tweet, but like his general argument on the show. Uh, pro I'm I'm not sure. Probably that it was just bad for Western civilization or, right. show, you know, I mean... And, like, and you can like interracial marriage or, or I don't know, like, <laughs> I mean, when I hear bad for Western civilization, I just want to, I know I'm talking to some kind of a, some kind of a bigot. I mean, yeah, like nobody exactly. even uses that term. Well, that's, that's well, not. Con a conservative James. I mean, there are people that are just not comfortable with the loose sexual behavior, you know, then they don't and, have to engage in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of other people. They're always <laughs> yeah. really concerned what's going on in other people's bedrooms. Yeah, I think, well, in this case, he's he's concerned with the content that's being that's being put out, and that, but, that's being consumed. So, why is conservative sexuality Western, but like sexual liberation isn't? Like, isn't feminism Western philosophy? Yeah. Well, you, well that's a, they use it as a different word. That to them, it just means you know all the traditional stuff that I like. You know. Not the stuff that you like. Anything traditional from around like 1930 to, I guess, like 1960. <laughs> that white people, that white that straight white people, did. people enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you look at how our society has gotten less conservative, right? Women used to wear full body bathing suits, you know, and people used to wear suits on airplanes and to work. And, and it's just gotten progressively looser and looser. And, you know, the most progressive workplaces in California, they, they wear flip flops and shorts, you know, and. It's just gotten less and less formalized. Um, but yet they're making more money than they ever have in, in Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking oh, about as can, a culture. Can we, can we read some, some Cardi B lyrics? Is that, too, <laughs> is that too risque for the show? Talk your shit, bite your lip, ask for a car while you ride that dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> What about the swipe in your nose like a credit card? Yeah, that, that was a good one. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I, I thought it was funny. Like, the lyric, her lyrics are funny to me. And, you know, she's not the first person that made a, a song like this. Yeah, has no, has, one, little, has no one ever listened to Little Kim? Yeah, Little Kim and um, who else? Pink. Um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Uh, They're just, it's no different than male rappers. I mean, Lady it's, Ga it's you know Lady what? Gaga. Britney what, what, Spears. I, I, I give this credit because I feel like this is a, you know, let's face it. In our culture is this thing where like men provide goodies for women in exchange for sex. Right. And it's whether it's at, a, in the, at whether it's conservative, liberal, whatever, it's part of our culture and nobody can deny it. Right. Like, you know, women. Yeah. Women do get cars. You're like women do. You know, they get all their shit paid for by the men. They're fucking. And it's just part of the culture, okay? And she talks about it openly, and that seems to make people uncomfortable. Feminists have no should should talk about that openly. Are they cool with that, or are they not cool with that? Right? Like, but it's, talk openly about it, and if you're doing it, go for, you know talk about it. As long as it's consensual, you know. But let's not pretend it doesn't exist, right? Like, I think that's the. That you know, like oh, you know, like there, you know, women are been, you know, we. It's like gold diggers aren't a new thing. No, no, they aren't. All right, I think we've exhausted this topic. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Bergman? Let's get Cardi B on the show. You settle down. Jerry. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, so in in other news this week, Joe Biden has selected Kamala Harris as his uh, vice presidential candidate she's a cop don't talk to cops yeah so it's like uh i mean don't you guys kind of think that there's kind of like a line's been drawn in the sand right and it's like you can either express concern about police brutality or support the biden harris ticket right or you could support the me too movement or you could support a rapist 
you know like let's let's go let's find out yeah i i think uh you know one really interesting angle to this is joe biden's health right you know if he if we go six months and he and he's no longer able to fit to serve as president she's going to take over as president and i mean maybe for some people think he's fit as a fiddle but from my perspective some of these speeches I've seen, he goes off and starts talking about stuff that doesn't make any coherent sense. His stories okay. kind of go in all different directions. As, isn't he already planning to like abdicate to her, at, like in the second term or something? I, I like, mean, it, I'm not it, he's sure, already but... talking like he's planning on doing this. Like he's going to, he's. Ba he, I forget what he how he phrased it. It was something like, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. Just it basically like setting it up for the next person. Like I, I'm not here for myself. I'm here to like for the next person in line or some shit well, like that. He, he might be if he wins, he might be one term just based That's on his I mean. age yeah. and his health. Well, I think uh, ever since Epstein Island closed, he's really just his heart's not in it. You know, like <laughs> I, I love the memes where it's like he's sniffing all the potential candidates, you know, and she smells the best. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, but I think he p picked her. I mean, there's a variety of reasons, but obviously one is that she's a woman of color. Um, I saw one thing that was like, congratulations to uh, Kamala, the first Indian American to win whatever her, you know, Senate seat or whatever it was. And then the next and four years later, they're like the first black woman to be nominated as v as VP. And they're like, well, was she Indian? Is she black? You know, her race magically changed from 2016 to 2020. But I, that was the fact that she's a woman and a woman of color. I, I know that's what he was looking for to balance out the fact that he's a white male. Right, because she can't be criticized unless you're a. Um, did you hear the new term, misogynoir? It's where you you're misogynistic and racist all in at the same time, and it's, uh, it's that's so yeah that's what you are when you criticize her now. It should so, be misogyn racist or misogynacist or something. Whatever. I, I, I just thought it was a funny yeah, This term, sounds like but, a wine. But like it's a Pinot good thing Noir. because, right, if you're, if you're going to, like, let's face it, conservatives aren't going to criticize her cop credentials, okay? No, and, they are. That's the crazy thing. They are. But they're, they're saying that she's too, too easy on crime. Right. So they're just playing right. So they play <laughs> along. Like, they're not, right, they're not calling her out for being the, the harsh. Uh, they, they can't criticize her for, for all, the, all the innocent people she locked up. All the ter all the black people that lives she ruined, all the families destroyed. They're not going to bring that critique. Right? No, they don't care about that. <laughs> so any critique is going to come. Well, who's what's the critique going to be? Well, any it'll just be like, well, she's a woman and and brown skin. Oh, see, you know, like it's it's a good play. It worked with it, Obama. It's going to work again here. Yeah, yeah. I think she's a strong candidate, and I think she's going to be a real problem for Trump. You know, well, what if they went into like, I mean, here we are in a sort of a state of disarray, right? We've got riots in the street. We've got all this COVID madness. People are desperate. It's sometimes when people are desperate, they want law and order. They want, they want Mussolini. They want someone to take charge and get things back to normal and get everybody doing what I think they should be doing again. And cracking down on criminals has been a popular theme throughout history for left and right. What if they were like, yeah, she's a prosecutor and she's going to keep prosecuting. We're going hard on this lawlessness. We're going to be, we're going to just double down and start saying, yeah, I did the crime bill. And we, we put a hundred thousand more cops on the street. And we put a, we put, you know, we created 200,000 jail cells or whatever it was. Uh, Okay, you know, and what if they owned it and just went down that road? It's not going to play with the left. The left doesn't like the law and order stuff. They, they don't care. It's not they're Trump. Democrats. The de I mean, they've established that whatever it is doesn't matter. Rapists. Yeah, they're not going to, nothing, they're not going they to care don't about care. They really don't care. You've brought out, they've already brought out the, the worst fucking scumbag they could twice, and it's completely fine, right? So... I don't see them thinking like we can't really have a scumbag, can we? Nope. Yes, you can. The left, the left <laughs> yes, will we not can. believe yes, them. Yes, we left can. Will not stop. The the dedicated loyalists will still be there. Yeah, I mean, I mean they they won't admit to it. They won't admit that they are you know putting a 
putting a cop into the White House, but uh, they'll do but it, it for sure. But, it, you know, it does have an effect. I think a lot of the left stayed home instead of going out for Hillary because she's so horrible. Right. right. Like they they lost votes because she wasn't you know, she wasn't she didn't share their values, but yeah. they were still going to depend on how much they hate Trump, really. They the, hate the people that are the, the people that are, you know, I guess, principled leftists or whatever, you know, they're, it's going to be, well, do I hate Trump enough to go out and just make sure he's not he's not there anymore? Because they're definitely not going to be enthused about Kamala Harris or Biden. Well, it's all it's all state by state, right? You know, there are states that are going to go uh, for Dems no matter what, and there are states that are going to go for Trump no matter what. So it's all about these swing states, and that that's where Trump won. He won Obama states or purple states. But and that's don't how forget, he won. right? But don't forget the new the new leaders in this arena are the TikTok teens. Okay, <laughs> we don't know. We really don't know TikTok's how they're banned, out, though, right? right? Like, what are they going to? How's this going to play out now, right? Like. We've seen they're a threat. They've been tried to get banned. They're obviously a threat to the establishment. They're disrupting Trump rallies. Um, it's the new political force to be reckoned with, as, as I think we were the like, first to recognize on this show early on. Um, yeah, but they're, how do does, they how's vote? that going to play out? Do they vote? If they don't vote, it doesn't it's matter. It's not the voting. It's, it's how, they, it's how they're, they're influencing. <laughs> with, with snappy dance moves and... And uh, and like buying tickets for rallies and stuff that they're not going to. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I and nobody really talks about the fact that again I talked about those swing states that Trump won, and I think he won them with his protectionism. Everybody says the racists voted him in, but I think it was all about the I'm going to protect your jobs from China, you know, and it's America China. first. And I think that played well populist. with with blue collar blue collar Democrats who were concerned about their jobs. And now the economy's like really in the tank after COVID. So I, I just think a lot of times these elections go swing based on what the economy is like at the time of the election, how people are feeling. Are, are they feeling good? Do they want to continue or do they want to change? Are they ready for a new, new, just anything different? And after COVID, I wouldn't be surprised if people are just ready for something different. Let's see if, you know, see if it turns the economy around. I think they just want to double down on whatever stupid bullshit they've already embraced. Yeah, well, I, I think we, we all know neither of these candidates is really going to change anything substantially. Trump's already been in office for four years, so we know what he's doing. And uh, Biden's going to be just like Obama, I would assume. So, I mean, the big changes they want are they want to expand Medicare. You know, the prog we know the progressive Actually, agenda. I would think Biden would be worse than Obama. In yeah. In, in, well, in what way? Well, I mean, it's especially as far as like, uh, like if if you remember, if you recall, right before Obama left, he did pardon uh, a a good a number of uh, nonviolent drug offenders. So you know that was pretty cool. Something. Um, and then Joe Biden has said that legalizing marijuana was like the stupidest shit that we've ever done. God, you know? I can't believe so, I can't believe they ran that guy as their candidate. Jesus, like. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it looked it, like he was dead in the water until South Carolina and South Carolina turned it around for him. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to lose on purpose. I don't, I don't know, Sometimes. man. I, I have no idea. I mean, uh, to me, it's a coin flip at all, every time. Or I, I think what it is, what it might be is they recognize that it was possible that Trump would win again. So they don't want to throw like their best guy at him. Right. It would it would be too close, and they might waste they might waste somebody you know like a Pete Buttigieg or a although I don't think he has enough political capital to do anything like, like the next like, let's just say a ne the next Obama which yeah the next Obama grooming. like they don't want to he was in the Senate like as soon as he got elected to Senate right. they were grooming him for that role they want to wait you know, until like, Trump has ridden out his his worth or whatever and then okay now we've got our fresh face that can take over and and start our uh, our empire our um, dynasty you know no, i think I that's think what it was they didn't want to waste they didn't want to waste a good candidate on a on an unknown basically no i think they're trying to win biden is their blue chip candidate he's their you well, know well, clarify VP. when you say when you say they are trying to win 
I, there's all different layers in this, right? Like up and down the food chain, some people really want the Democrats to win. That's a given. Mm-hmm. You, you keep going up the food chain and they've already positioned themselves to not give a fuck. Goldman Sachs doesn't give a fuck. Late Raytheon doesn't give a fuck. Boeing, Lockheed Martin, they don't yeah. give a fuck. The war's going on regardless. They've positioned themselves. They've, they've got people in all the right places. The deep state will continue as long as they have a player we, they know Trump plays. They know Biden plays. You know what? Let's just, you know, and let people bicker about the details amongst themselves and act like they're getting some kind of choice. So, um, you know, who really cares? Or it's, it's not anybody that has any influence. They're just like party hacks and, you know, little fiefdoms here and there. But nobody that's really making policy at the top, well, from what I can tell. Well, most of the population cares. And, uh, you know, all the all these talking heads on radio and, and all the voters, I mean, people care. And the but president they don't have has gotten, they, they do. don't have a vote. I, I think mean, I agree with the idea that, like, the neoliberal, like, center or whatever, for one thing, it did set the stage for what we have now. Like, the seeds of a Trump presidency really were already planted in that. And also, they're, obviously, their, like, center is not willing to stand up enough like they don't their spines aren't enough to move the democratic party back in a dem in a progressive so my point is a biden would be worse than an obama even though he is a standard neoliberal what counts is like the neoliberal center has been like shifted to the right and you think so? yeah i do i if i mean i guess my perception is that the entire Democratic Party has gone further left toward the Bernie Sanders AOC progressive wing that actually has like ideas of this is what we want. This is what we want to change. Are you talking Where's about we- rhetoric or policy? Just policy okay. wise, what is the center's position? The, the base maybe, more, but just more, but you more can of tell everything. The primary that the base doesn't matter. The base doesn't matter. They are not afraid of political consequences from their base. That's why they are pushing these Bidens and Kamala's on their own base. Right, the base has admitted that they don't care how lame it gets, and they're getting exactly what they'll settle for: garbage. Well, I mean, if the base, well, like, I, I also if, if think, the base was, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, and framing people like Bernie and AOC as like far left is actually participating in dragging American politics to the right. Because those are really, those would have been center and moderate, like basic, like Jimmy Carter positions. Like they're not far left at all. They're still welfare state capitalism. Yeah, I guess it all depends on what you mean by far left. But um, it's, well, again, you have to say votes or rhetoric, you know, like Bernie votes for the wars. He votes for the bailouts. He votes for all this corporate stuff. And then rhetoric is like about poor people. So when somebody says they love Bernie, they're probably talking about the rhetoric and they've never looked at the voting record. That's my experience, right? So, you know, there's people that genuinely want to be like the Bernie, the Bernie boys, like they're just a, it's just a joke because they play along and they, they're never going to get what they want. So, so Mike, you think like Bernie's too far, right? <laughs> Bernie is, if you really look at it from the class analysis of supposedly that he's such a Marxist or whatever, he's objectively a ruling class person. And that's the analysis is that his interests are aligned with the ruling class because he sits in a ruling class political body and he's been there for decades. So, and you even see this happening with um, AOC. I can't think of the specific example, but um, she already, her interests, she is no longer a working class person. She is now a ruling class person and her interests shift. And you can see that with the way that her policies move. So that's what um, politics is. That's what happens. And you don't even, you can, if you want to take that vocabulary out because you're uncomfortable with it, it still exists even in standard, right? Libertarian spaces where we mm. just talk about, oh, the government, oh, the government bad. Well, why is the government bad? Because the politicians, they only care about money and power. It's basically just different words to say the same idea, that the rulers benefit from a different set of ideas than would benefit the rest of us. And that's why they implement those ideas the way that they do. And so, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. But yet people and, still vote like it matters. It's hilarious. And so, Mike, really, you're saying I, you're saying by framing Bernie as as left or or far left, you're essentially shifting the political spectrum over to the right because now. Now you've you've moved the center is now the left, so that means the right is now yeah I get I get what you're saying right yeah that, but his rhetoric all, is far left right so, so the re, but the rhetoric is left the rhetoric is all about unions and workers and poor people and sticking it to the rich guys and all the traditional talking points that keep everybody in line so yeah he is far left but then voting record is just ruling class, like you say. And I think that really confuses people, that disconnect, because in their mind, these things go together until you study politics and look at voting records, and then you understand there's things they say to, to, you know, to get people to like them, and then they vote to, to, for who pays them. Hey, are you familiar, familiar with the uh, Overton window, Mike? Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I guess from my perspective, like he's as far left as you can get in respectable politics, um, or, or I, I say respectable, but mainstream politics. That's the word I want. Mainstream politics. <laughs> uh, so I, I just mainstream window, politics are respectable. Is there if the Overton window is only like an inch wide, and you're at the left hand end of that tiny little inch wide window, and that's what counts as far left, then we're pretty screwed because the entire range of options is fascism or fascism light. And that is what neoliberalism has morphed into. And that's what my point is. And the mm -hmm. neoliberals obviously don't care about political consequences or the running mate at least would have been a progressive. And AOC would have speaking time at their convention. She doesn't, she gets to send in a 60 second video. So all of their progressive stars are blocked out of convention time. The people that I just saw post going around today, um, in like democratic delegate circles, they are like flipping the fuck out because um, the convention lineup, just like ours, when like, you know, it's all these Coke funded think tank people who are like the keynotes um, that tells you something about who has the most influence over like the center of the institution, like where the gravity, where the center of power really is. And for them, it's with the corporate Democrats. The progressives do not hold any power. They get media time because AOC is good at tweeting like snarky things at people. So good for her, but it must be really hard for status to keep track of all this bullshit. Like <laughs> well, I, seriously, <laughs> I, I, I'm already like lost. It does help you understand uh, all the factions that to me are all the same anyway. Uh, like I just, yeah, like, your anarchism is outside of all of this, right? Anarchists like, just they're all, at all to me. They're it. all just people trying to come up with ways of, of of confiscating resources from me and my friends. Um, you know, like putting labels <laughs> on them. Like I don't know. Like it's just it's just semantics after that to me. It's like you're watching a, a basketball game from the stands and you don't understand what's going on. That's racist, Kyle. Or you do understand what's going on, but you're just not interested in basketball. Right, you know? but, it, but, it, but which team wins has a major impact on your future and your life. Well, and then that, but see, there's the problem. You know, like if basketball, luckily who wins the basketball game has no influence on my life. And well, literally, it definitely and, and, does. No, he's saying in real life, in real basketball. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the basketball game doesn't. Yeah, but the the, the result politics of politics does. does. But it's, well, well, the, the the game they're playing doesn't doesn't really influence my life either. Their agenda just is constant, regardless of which team claims the championship. Um, there's no change of policies or anything. So I don't really. Again, I don't care who wins, because I'm still going to be taxed. There's still going to be a war on drugs. There's still going to be a war on on brown kids abroad. There's still going to be a domestic surveillance state. There's still going to be the TSA at the airport. There's still going to be the banker bailouts. There's still going to be, you know, like. Yeah, but but somebody uh, like me. Who let me know when any of that's up for change, and I'll start paying attention but, and act but like. Somebody this like game me matters. who opposes all that stuff, you know, and is and would like to abolish the TSA and would like to legalize drugs, you know, I'm a statist. I'm the enemy to you, you know, and and that's where you go wrong, you know. Well, well uh, why by. By not embracing that stuff, I don't understand. You, you, By being against all of that. Well, you're you're just like you kind of say, well, all statists are the same, and you miss the. No, all, the fact I didn't that, say all statists are the same. I said all all their all the end results of the game are the same. 
That's because we lose every time. You know, libertarians well, are, not, are not Maybe winning. the game is rigged, Kyle. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's well, not rigged. It's just this is uh, the American people prefer the status you're, quo. No, you're, you're showing up at the basketball game, and then you're like, but we can't get a field goal for some reason. Okay, like, why can't we get a field goal at the basketball game, right? The, you don't understand the game, right? Like, <laughs> you don't win I, that. You don't get a field I, goal. I, I understand You don't get it, freedom. You, I, it's I do not like, designed to get you freedom. It's designed to take away your freedom. It's not going to get you uh, protection. It's designed to, to take your wealth. So, you That know. is totally exactly it. Hmm. I mean, I, I think it could work if we if we could win, but we can't win. Yeah, exactly. If we could just get that field goal, we'll win this basketball game. <laughs> touchdown, touchdown, I mean, touchdown. Keep, keep trying, dude. And, and, keep and it, trying. Is, it is a little – I like the basketball game analogy because you do have two big teams. You have de Democrats and Republicans, but I think from a libertarian perspective, they're not that much different. Well, right? like, so, the Colonel, I do agree with you on one point in that, like, if um, – all of the people just magically woke up and just had perfect little ethical hearts, then any system could yield ethical results. But my answer to that would be on the day that we actually wake up and that's actually real, we probably wouldn't want a state anyway or feel like we needed one. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike Shipley. That's yeah, a good work, but would we need it? In a world of angels, right? Yeah. In a world when we can when we can trust politicians, let me just <laughs> somebody call me. Somebody's there like, hey Jim, it's finally we did it. We can now trust politicians. You can come vote again. All right, All right. I'll, I'll yeah, you got my number. What's the next yeah, topic, dude, Matt? Dude, uh, James Babb, I'm gonna call your pager. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not pedophiles and scumbags anymore. We did it. <laughs> All right, so uh, okay, so next we're talking about um, so Joe Jorgensen had uh, a couple tweets about Kamala Harris. That's right, and I saved these tweets <laughs> so that I, we could discuss them on the show. Thank she you, do her own tweets. Let's first figure this out. See, that's is the this, thing. I, I don't her, think she does. I don't think team. she does. Well, she has a I, team. She, I'm sure she has a social media team, and. And uh, but I still would think that she's either approving or seeing these before they go out. I, I could be completely wrong about that, but well, I see a lot of people saying, "Well, this isn't from her; it's from her media team." Is well, it's her responsibility for it's sure. It's her responsibility. That, that one was kind of dumb. That one, uh, I forget what it was. Yeah. Now, read, read, there was read, one. They were like, oh, read, right, dumb, Kyle, read, but whatever." Read so the first. Read the first one. Here's okay, the first one. She says, I'm glad that Joe, Joe Biden has brought another woman into the race. The vice presidency shouldn't be a boys club. When I think about the millions of girls and young women across America, I think they deserve a voice this year when it comes to the top job in the country. So happy that it's a woman. Yeah, um, that's not a, a very good. Uh, what the okay. hell, Joe? Come okay, on, okay, Joe. Okay, okay, Mike Shipley, I'm dying to hear. Like, what, do you, what do you think about this tweet, dude? I think that um, I feel like it was a misguided attempt to appeal to uh, a right libertarian's stereotype of what a liberal would want to hear in hopes of, <laughs> of uh, striking a chord with those voters or whatever. So it's some, it's it's some 4D tweeting is now uh, Joe's tweeting. thing. But it's a little tone deaf because her own running mate is in the boys club, apparently. And for two, um, it just isn't, it, it was destined to alienate the libertarian base because it smells very identity politicky. And it's like the best thing you can say about Kamala Harris. Um, and I'm not even saying like, there is a kernel of like empowerment in that. Like it's a nice thought, but for her, it was a okay. Here, here's why I say it's not. Here's why I say it's not. So it's like, okay, the, the Democrats—they're not going to be anywhere near as polite to us. Nobody's even listening to this. This gets us nothing. They will still ignore us, or if they do acknowledge us, they'll be extremely rude to this. This gets us nothing. It's she needs to like she needs to attack like uh, Kamala Harris's uh, you know principles. Her, her Look, politics. We've already, we've already got yeah. the feminism card. We selected a female 
as our main candidate, as our primary candidate. So, like, why, why yeah, cater? Well, why, let's talk why about pander? an actual issue. That's anyway, so I'd, I'd like to see the re- I want each of you to rewrite that tweet as if if you were given the assignment of that kind of a message, but put your put it make it a good libertarian spin. How, well, that's how the would thing. you have done it? Hold on, Kyle, read the second tweet because the second tweet is actually good. The yeah. second tweet is something that I would say. Um, so I, I think this is the second tweet. I was going through her Twitter and there's a ton of tweets, but I think this is the one that was right after it. Harris has an abhorrent record as a prosecutor, as a senator. Biden enabled her by passing draconian racist laws that resulted in the incarceration of millions of minorities. Biden said he wanted someone philosophically aligned with himself for his VP pick, and he got it. I don't know if that's the right tweet, but I think it is. That's the one. Yeah, Yeah, it came almost immediately after. To me, that's probably what Joe wrote. Yeah. And the other one was just something that somebody came up with and thought, you know, whatever. Whoever wrote that first, that other one needs to just be fired from the social media team. Sorry. Like, that's just you, you're not you're not selling libertarianism with that. You're not promoting your candidacy with that. You're not landing hits against opponents with that. What are you doing? Yeah, I, you know, I have two, like, two, two problems with it. One is that it's playing gender. It's pandering to gender politics. And the second exa- is that yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's being nice to your opponent. You know, Never. or it's being, it's not, being... Not, not when they're monsters like that. The whole right. idea of being a libertarian candidate is to be free to go for the jugular, to say yeah, what has to be exactly. said, yeah, and to be discard all the political niceties of people that want to get elected and yeah, just like, and go right for the truth and go right to right to like you put you know you've ruined hundreds of fucking families of black people and you know like or you're just I mean just go for it. No yeah, need to. No need we to agree. Be nice. We agree, James. Yeah, wow. I mean, it, like, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, the, the the whole thing is is almost an endorsement, right? You know, it, it's not quite a uh, Bill Weld endorsement, but <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's almost an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's good you mentioned that to put it into perspective, it's, right? Like, we could be this could be so much like, worse, right? We're, she's we're using her fifteen her. minutes. She's using her fifteen minutes in the spotlight to uh, shed spotlight on Kamala Harris, and what a good thing that is. This is what I want to suggest to Joe, and we should bring her back on the show to get a campaign update, by the way, and to talk about some of this stuff with her and to try to help her. Um, what she needs is some sarcastic bastard on her social media team, somebody that's like uh, somebody to just balance out, right? Somebody to balance out this need to fit in and to blend in and to look respectable. She needs someone in there going, Fuck that! We, the, yeah, are, you like, offering, are you offering? Are you offering James? <laughs> she probably needs somebody. Somebody who's routinely in and out of Facebook jail. <laughs> exactly. You're getting it. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> Lysander Hess is a, somebody we're acquainted with who would like this job. Right, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, we all, you know, I think everybody knows that we like Joe and we want to see her succeed. And I want to yeah. see her oh, deliver yeah. libertarianism to as many people as possible. I want to see a powerful libertarian message, and I want to see a harsh critique of these these uh, incumbent bastards. Yeah, I mean these, these mainstream. I mean that's the reason you're there is to I, rip them a new one. I think that the campaign has decided on a strategy of appealing to progressives. Um, you know, she's been, she's posted a lot of pro BLM, um, stuff. Spike has been doing BLM events and Spike had a, uh, made a post supporting transgender, um, I, I guess bringing attention to transgender murders. And so I just get the impression that the campaign is trying to reach out to the left and appeal to, um, left-wing voters. I think that's fine. But do it in a libertarian way, right? Right, like do it with a libertarian argument. We've been critiquing the the, the police state and the drug war for decades, right? Like we can, we're we're on this. Like we've got, we actually have all the right answers on this. We don't have to pander. We just need to let you know that we we've shared this concern deeply, and we've put a lot of thought into some, into the causes and the and the remedies. And here they are. I don't know why it comes across as pandering to me when I see these kinds of posts. I, I maybe they, they want to use the keyword that they, they use keywords and catchphrases instead of, you know, instead of the, instead of content uh, sometimes. And, and in tweets, you know, I understand it's, this is kind of the field and, and, but 
um, I, I, I feel like each time that she's made one of these tweets that gets, to me, it's just off the mark. You know, it's like, I see what you're trying to do, but you just missed, you know, and um, I just feel like they, if they just put a little more libertarian spin on it, step back and, and do it from a hardcore libertarian perspective, they can make all the same points even better and forget, well, and forget about the pandering. And I think the other thing that like, and I don't know if the team just missed this obvious point or something, but like all of the other people will be accused of misogyny if they attack Kamala Harris. And Joe Jorgensen is obviously immune to that critique. So if anybody- She's gonna play that card come out swinging like she should play the feminism card and be like okay you want to talk about empowerment how are all those single black women doing with all their you know all the people you put in prison how about them uh, and, about, what about the problems what about the problems yeah. of sexual assault for black women right like, let's like, talk about uh, yeah harris <laughs> miss harris let's talk about this let's have a conversation about feminism that's right. pretty good mike I know. Mike Shipley, fuck yeah, dog. Shit. <laughs> Sing, single mothers whose fathers you locked up for, you know, possession of a marijuana. Fifteen hundred, I think it was. Jeez. Was it fifteen hundred? Hey, uh, Jesus. That's what I. that's what I saw. Hey uh, guys, we're uh, we're about running out of time here. Um, oh, I actually have a special guest though for the uh, after hours program. All right, so, is it yeah. a surprise? Yeah, it's a surprise, dude. It's a surprise. So we're gonna head on over to after hours. Um, meet us at patreon.com. Uh, we also have t-shirts over at uh, libertariancountry.com. If you uh, type in the code PRL, you'll receive a ten percent discount. If you spend fifty dollars or more and you and you use the code PRL two, you'll receive a twenty percent discount. This podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom podcast, hosted by Moral Bob. Until next time, live free or die. So do the gods and the machine You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in that point in a fine land To support the truth, then bring them home I believe the jokes will do the best for you And I believe the world